how do we ask for referrals? In addition to asking for referrals, getting rid of that head trash of being afraid to ask for referrals. Bain & Co. came out with a statistic. And what, uh, I think this was back in 2013, 2014, around there. Um, and they said that 87% of uh, customers are willing to give a referral and only 7% of business development professionals ask for referrals. Welcome to the Referral Bench Podcast, a weekly podcast for business owners and salespeople growing their business with networking and referrals. I'm Ian Campbell, CEO of Mission Suite. And I'm Phil Pelto, CEO of Firestorm. If you're working on growing your network, we have another great episode coming your way today. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get to this week's interview. This podcast is brought to you by Firestorm. Firestorm is a business-to-business networking organization that organizes events and meetings for business owners and professionals where they can meet, build relationships, and share referrals. Learn more at myfirestorm.com. And this podcast is brought to you by Mission Suite, offering small business owners, salespeople, and sales teams the contact management and sales automation software they need to grow their business at a cost that they can afford. Learn more about Mission Suite at www.themissionsuite.com. Welcome to another episode of the uh, Referral Bench Podcast. We are uh, super excited to have uh, Hector Samudis with us today. Um, Hector is a uh, well-traveled Greek born and raised in the Middle East. Um, He experienced a melting pot of cultures from an early age. Uh, He considers himself lucky to be exposed to so many different lifestyles, cultures, and walks of life. Uh, blessed with the ability to travel to 39 countries. Dang, that's a lot. Um, It was in the poorest of communities that Hector learned the value of relationships and education. A natural people person, Hector engaged with many individuals and sought to listen uh, listen and learn from them. And what he learned was uh, money and materialistic goods didn't make people happy. Personal connections and education did. Uh, Thus, building relationships and creating educational opportunities became a lifelong mission for Hector. On his way to achieving that mission, Hector developed a taste for entrepreneurship. And at the age of nine, he sent uh, his old toys, uh, set his old toys on a a, a bedsheet, draped them over his front lawn and sold them to neighbors and passersby. Uh, His entrepreneurial spirit grew from there, from raking leaves to opening an American candy shop in his community in the Middle East. Hector knew he had a flair for business. These experiences made him who he is today, a connector who values meaningful relationships above all. Uh, he is the co-founder of VP Legacies with his best friend, Johnny Havy. And Hector's number one focus is to build long-lasting relationships with clients and partners. So welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you having me here. Super excited to dive into it today. Cool. That's cool. awesome. So selling American candy in the Middle East, is it like, is there a special candy that that we have here that they don't have over there? I mean, I thought <laughs> Snickers were pretty much global. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Snickers made, made it all the way down there. But, you know, the interesting thing is, um, you know, when we were down there in, in Saudi Arabia, I don't know how the landscape is now, but down uh, back then, airheads, uh, nerds, uh, you know, pixie sticks, uh, all sure. those delicious <laughs> sugary treats. Now, I wasn't the first one that started an American candy shop. I can't I can't say I did that. However, you know, I followed, I saw the competition, you know, and uh, when I was in Chicago visiting some family, I was like, mom, dad, let's go to Costco. I want to open up a, you know, candy <laughs> shop. So back then you could have two suitcases that were 72 pounds each, imagine. Uh, and I took over 140 pounds of candy down there and had a heck of a time. That's awesome. <laughs> I, love, I it. love it. So uh, talk a little bit more about VP Legacies. What uh, what do you guys do there? And um, give us the, the rundown. 
Sure. No, I, I really appreciate it. So VP Legacies in a nutshell, uh, we are an online learning company. And within online learning, we focus on two things. The first thing that we focus on is creating custom online learning content that's really tailored to our clients' learners' needs. Um, and secondly, uh, we are online learning strategy and implementation specialists, uh, really guiding our clients and saving them the time uh, and the money and the stress that comes with kind of figuring out their online learning environment. And, you know, typically the organizations that we're working with fall in one of two camps. The first camp of organizations, they're the ones that already have a strong online learning process. Uh, they just need help scaling the production of the custom e-learning content. Um, and organizations in that second camp, uh, they're the ones that are just kind of stressed, pulling their hair out. Uh, they're spending thousands of dollars and hundreds of, uh, hundreds of hours of their time uh, trying to figure out and develop their online learning. So no matter where a company is in their online learning cycle, whether if it's you know starting from scratch or a well-established one, uh, we figure out where their challenges are, or maybe they don't have challenges. They're just trying to take it to the next level. We plug in and, and help them take there. That's nice. awesome. So is this, uh, do, you do you tend to work with corporate or gov government education? I mean, like what's, uh, what do you, I mean, do you have a specific focus there? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, we're kind of more in the private sector. Okay. Um, you know, of course, we'll 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 hear. You know, any anybody that knocks on our door, our goal is to help. You know, and even if we're mm -hmm. not a fit, we try to point them in that right direction. We're all about helping, um, and that's a big way of how we uh, develop relationships. But typically, we see ourselves in the technology, software as a service industry the energy sector, health education, and then also kind of that construction irrigation space. Gotcha. Um, you know, that that sweet spot is, you know, 25 to 300 employees. So we mm -hmm. worked above and, and below that as well, but that's kind of where we see a sweet spot as well. Okay. So you're working cl more clear, uh, more clear, more clearly in the middle market uh, of, of that kind of, of that realm, right? I mean, they're, they're probably going after and trying to train up large groups of people, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to, whether it's to use their tech or to, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm sure like internal stuff and things like that too. Yeah, Ian, you hit it right on the head. I mean, really, you know, online learning, what we really focus on is that, again, you have that mid-market, have we worked above below, uh, above and below that? Sure. But mid-market also, you know, another thing is, is that we're in that custom world. So when you talk about, you know, from a content perspective, there's two types of content. You have your kind of your generic online learning library, thousand courses, we're not in that world. That world has its purpose. We're in the world of custom. You know, how does a company train their people? What's their systems? Their uh, their uh, architecture internally. How do they train their employees? Remote training, onboarding, um, all those initiatives. Maybe some companies that we work with uh, currently now too. They're selling certificates. Um, you know, so it's a revenue generation as well. You know, so in addition to the the content side, it's also you know how do you actually develop an efficient online learning tool? Right. You know, our our little analogy is. You know, we, we focus on developing the engine um, of your online learning car, if you will. Um, okay. So it's not just the content piece, it's, it's understanding, you know, your perfect learner profile. It's understanding, you know, maybe curriculum structure, how we're going to implement it. If it is going to be a course that's going to be a B2C kind of uh, play to develop revenue or create revenue, um, you know, what, what does that sales cycle look like? So it's not just the content side, it's really bringing that turnkey online learning solution from a strategy and implementation perspective, um, also to that production perspective as well.
Yeah. Interesting. So I imagine a lot of your clients are probably coming from high level people that you've made connections with to get introduced to some of these folks. Cause it's not like these are easy gets to like the, your ideal kind of contact inside the company. It's not like that's a, it's an easy get to connect with on a, on a, on a, on a kind of low hanging fruit basis. Is it? Yes, sir. Ian. I mean, that's one of the big, big ways that we've developed, uh, you know, our, our company over the years is building relationships, right? We're all about relationships, building meaningful and deep relationships. And, you know, when we talk about relationships, we're not talking about, you know, there needs to be a transaction, right? We're truly talking about let's, you know, how can we help you? How can we help you grow? What introductions can we make for you? What referrals can we uh, introduce you to, right? Not just from a client perspective, but also are there maybe some vendors or some other trusted advisors that you're looking to bring, you know, internally to help you with some other challenges? We're truly trying to be, you know, that company that isn't just, you know, buy from us, right? It's about, Mm -hmm. let's build a relationship. We care about your overall success, right? You know, I can't tell you how many clients that we have that we worked with, goodness, five years ago, we just kept building that relationship, bouncing ideas off of each other. And then, hey, three years passed and, you know, they knocked on our door and said, hey, guess what? You know, we got another couple of projects that we want to work on with you guys, you know, so it's just maintaining, you know, that continuous relationship and truly having that giving model, you know, that genuine giving model, not I'm giving just to give, hoping to receive. It's truly Mm -hmm. giving and caring about our clients and their success. Yeah. I love that. That's that. That seems to be a continuing thread. And Bill, you can kind of touch on this, but uh, that's that genuine giving aspect of it is definitely a continuing thread in, in this in the conversations we've been having. Yeah, for sure. And it's uh, you know the all about authenticity and and doing it for the right reasons and making sure that people are you know not using it just as a move. You know, it's um, you know that I really think that so many things in running a business and sales and entrepreneurship. You know, you read a book about it, and if you're new, you're like, oh, okay, I need I need to figure out how to do this and you know maximize its effect, uh, you know effectiveness, and it's uh, it's all part of a plan to get more business. And I think, um, yes, it is in a way, but you've got to do it um, with the right intent and and the right you know uh, motivation, and you know just have your have your heart in it as well. So, um, and I think uh, that's one of the things that you know, Hector, you and I met, gosh, probably like six or maybe even seven years ago. Um, and, uh, that was one thing I, I could tell right off the bat about you is, um, that, you know, you were in it for the right reasons and it's just part of who you are and it's not, you know, you're not doing it as a, you know, a biz dev strategy. So that was, appreciate that. Thank you, Philip. Really. I, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's just something, uh, I care about people so much. I've always been a, a people person, you know, and just, you know, there, there's nothing more satisfying than, you know, hearing somebody that's going through a challenge and helping them overcome that challenge, you know, forget about the transaction, you know, it's just really helping somebody with a pain or multiple pains, you know, and watching them overcome that is, is amazing. And, you know, just building that relationship because the, the deeper you build relationships, right? the more you hear what's going on in the world. And and to me, the more I can hear what's going on in your world, the more I can help in any way, right? Doesn't mean there has to be a transaction involved. Um, So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, tell us a little bit about the, um, you know, the growth of the business and, you know, how you guys have uh, evolved and and how how is uh, your relationships and the the, um, referral piece of that played into your, your business growth? Sure. No, I, 
Uh, that's I love that question. Thank you. So uh, the, the the asking for referrals and again building those relationships and, and asking to be introduced has been a huge part um, of our growth, of our success, of our brand, of our reputation. You know, a wise man once said, uh, uh, "What is it? I, I can't butcher it because he may be on this podcast." Uh, <laughs> is that cold calls uh, is punishment for not networking? Uh, so- <laughs> I think that came up in our, our in our last one. <laughs> yeah, 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 I absolutely love it. So you know, VP Legacies, we've always been a company that, first of all, you know, we really believe in constructive feedback. You know, for everybody that's listening to this podcast, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, or even if you're a well-established business, make sure that you always have room for constructive feedback to pivot, right? To be flexible. You know, shit happens. Things change. Markets change. People change. Right. There's a reason why we have teams and board members and advisors uh, to help us grow, to help us overcome our own challenges. So one thing that I think has been really important to just kind of being open and receiving feedback. And the reason why I say that is that's how we've grown as a company. In April, it'll be six years that VP Legacies has been around. It's crazy to say that we've been around for almost six years. Um, and, you know, it's, it's through that growth and that constructive feedback process and listening from our clients and listening from our partners and our board uh, that really got us to, you know, who we are today and, and where we're going and where we're geared. Um, so online learning has always been something that's, 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 Always, it's always been a service that we've done, but it was just really incredible to, you know, really get super focused, right? You know, we rewind the clock back 12 to 18 months ago. We had multiple services that we were doing um, and we found that, hey, we spread the butter a little bit too thin on the toast and that's okay, right? You know, it's about learning from those, you know, mistakes, hearing from our board, hearing from our advisors and being open to that change. And, you know, after we evaluated all of our service offering, we saw that we rocked and rolled whenever it came to online learning. So we decided just to focus on that. So the way Phil going to that question, how have we been able to grow as a business is getting focused, getting uber focused, getting super niche, and trying to get more and more niche every single day. And you know what? Always being open for that constructive feedback to continuously grow and develop. Um, that's been one big part. Uh, that other part is, again, looking at our uh, business development behaviors. What are we doing to help grow our company and take it to the next level? And in addition to having a handful of those, you know, one of the big things that we do that I'm excited to dive more into today is how not only we build long-term relationships, but then also how do we ask for referrals? In addition to asking for referrals, getting rid of that head trash of being afraid to ask for referrals. This statistic I'm about to share um, was published a little while ago. It's been a few years, so um, I won't be surprised if, you know, it's, it's, you know, more impactful than what I'm about to share right now, but uh, Bain and Co. came out with a statistic, and what, uh, I think this was back in 2013, 2014, around there. Um, and they said that 87% of uh, customers are willing to give a referral, and only 7% of business development professionals ask for referrals. Let's talk about head trash, because all the tips and tricks and tactics in the world don't mean squat if you can't get out of your own way and ask for referrals. So what is head trash? It's just a self-limiting belief that we have that prevents us from doing the things that we need to do. So how do you deal with it? Well, I ask myself a couple of questions. Uh, First off, is it true? And second, is it serving me? 
And if the answer is no to either one or both of those questions, then I know I need to do something to get rid of that that self-limiting belief. So um, in the case of referrals, you know, if you have a belief that it's not okay to ask for referrals, um, is that true? Well, I look around and say, you know, are there other people that are, you know, in my business or in my profession, you know, that are asking for referrals and doing it successfully? Well, of course there are. The, that's what we're talking about. You know, there's so many examples on this podcast of people that are out there asking for referrals and doing it successfully. And then the second part of it is, uh, is it serving me? Well, how much better or would your business be better if you were getting more referrals? You know, would you grow faster? Would it be easier? And I think the answer to that is yes. So when you ask yourself those questions and decide, okay, it's, it's not serving me to, to have this belief and uh, it's, it's not true because there's other people out there doing it successfully, um, then the only thing that you're left with is just to do do the activity that you fear doing. So uh, go out and take massive determined action. You just have to like pick up the phone and dial it or reach out to that person and ask them for a referral. It's not that hard. The consequences, if it goes sideways, are not that great. Um, people can say no, and that's okay. And, uh, you know, as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, a salesperson, we all deal with rejection. And I think most of us are probably pretty good at it by now. So um, that's it. Just go out there and take massive determined action. Go out and ask for referrals and get over that head trash. And only 7% of business development professionals ask for referrals. Like, come on, like, that's crazy, right? You know, so if we, if we really take a good look at ourselves, if all of us look at ourselves in the mirror and say, how many referrals did I truly ask for, you know, this week? It, is that really part of my plan, right? You rewind the clock back maybe 12 months ago, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm asking for a handful, you know, a, a month. Now I'm probably asking, not kidding, I'm probably asking anywhere between 15 to 30 a week, right? Maybe nice. sometimes even more. And I can explain that process and how I do that and educate everybody out there to see if this strategy is a good strategy for them as well. That's awesome. Can you <clears throat> kind of dive into the head trash about asking for referrals a little bit? I'm interested in that because, you know, we talk as salespeople, biz dev people, we talk and learn and fight against the head trash around asking for a sale, right? For, from the time that sure. we start from our, for the time that we make our first cold call when we're 22 years old. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and start working that, right. I mean, we work, we start working through that head trash around asking for a sale, but you brought up an interesting point about, about head trash around actually asking for referrals as well. So I guess, can you tell, can you talk a little bit about that? What sort of, like what you've seen, I guess, personally, because I'm betting, you know, I'm betting that it seems like you have a pretty extensive network and probably have these conversations in the past as well. So, you know, what have you seen around people like the, the head trash that people have around asking for referrals and how they kind of get over that and just kind of, I mean, it's one of those things that the only way out is through, right? So how do you kind of get through that head trash and get to the other side of it so you can get to the 15, 30 referral requests every week? Ian, I love that you asked that. And let me tell you why I feel like I am very qualified to answer that question. <laughs> if those of you, if for, for those of you that know the DISC profile, it's like a Myers-Briggs. It's a personality test, right? I am a huge I. And, you know, with every personality characteristic, there's, you know, 
there's ups and there's challenges. The biggest challenge of an eye is need of approval. So, so when it comes to asking for referrals, I, I feel like, you know, I, I can really share kind of my experience of, of how I've overcome that head trash and whatnot. So, you know, typically what I saw myself kind of going through is, you know, Ian, Phil, I don't want to be a burden. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm asking. I don't want to feel like I'm being a pest. You know, what if they say this about me? What if they respond, you know, in a negative way, you know, fear rejection? What if they respond to me in a, in a negative way? What if they get upset that I'm asking for a referral? Oh, you know, what if they think that I'm just, you know, using them to, to, to get referrals? All those things were going through my mind, all of them, right? But then I really realized, I flipped the script and I really realized, wait a second, Hector, let's, let's peel the layers of the onion. Let's get to the core. Why is it that you're asking for a referral? Why do you care about asking for a referral? And truly what it came down to is I know the pains that we help organizations solve. I know the pains that we've been able to come into companies and really, you know, give them a huge 180 in the challenges that they've had. And I think about that. I'm like, oh my goodness, what if there's a company out there? What if Bob is connected to Jane and Kelly and Jane and Kelly really need our help and you know, if I don't ask Bob, then Jane and Jane and Kelly may have these challenges for a long time if I don't ask, you know. So, you know, to me, the way that I flip the script is really recognizing the pains that I'm solving. I'm solving pains here. I'm helping people overcome some pretty major challenges internally to their business, in some cases externally to their business as well. And if I can ask individuals and they know that I'm being ethical. They know that I'm doing it for the right reasons. I'm not just trying to close a sale. I'm just really trying to have a conversation to learn more about the world, to see what's going on. And again, if we're not a fit, that's totally fine. I can't tell you how many times we've told people to, you know, go with, you know, this resource or utilize that resource because maybe we're not a right fit. That's what really helped me in is really looking at what I'm doing here is I'm not chasing the transaction. What I'm doing here is I'm developing a relationship. It's a relationship that I want to share some knowledge that could help somebody overcome their challenges, which is going to save them a crap ton of time and asset that's depleting every single day, a lot of money, and also a lot of stress. So that's what's helped me kind of ask for these referrals, knowing that the root of me asking for these referrals is not trying to close a deal. It's truly trying to help an individual, a company thrive and overcome their challenges. So it's really, it sounds like the key to overcoming that head trash is shifting your mindset, not about the act of asking for a referral or the pain that may come along with it, but really shifting your your mindset about why you want to have the conversation in the first place. Is that what I'm hearing you say? You you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's really, yeah, it goes back to that why. Why are you asking for referrals, right? What's the purpose? You know, because, hey, you know what? When you ask Bob for a referral, Bob may ask you, you know, hey, just curious, Hector, you know, why do you want to be introduced to Jane and Julie, right? And then from there, I can express my why. I want to be introduced yeah. uh, introduced to them. To a more most importantly, I care about building a professional relationship, regardless of a transaction happens or not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And secondly, many times the Janes and the Julies of the world, their titles, the type of company they're working for, they're maybe experiencing A, B, and C. And if they're experiencing A, B, and C, I would love to have a conversation. And you know what? At the end of the day, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We have a collaboration model. We're not there to, you know, fire people and shove a solution, you know, down somebody's throat. You know, that's one big thing that all of our clients have expressed is they really like how we're listening to their pain. We're not trying to shove a solution down their throat. 
I mean, we have, okay, so let, let me give you, let me give you a story here. So this just, this happened uh, just about a week, week and a half ago. We had a prospective client. We've been building a relationship with him. We've been listening to his pain points. We've been listening to what he needs, right? And we're helping him. We're guiding him, right? And all of a sudden, he comes to us and he says, hey, listen, I got five courses. They're not selling. I want you guys to help me develop the six, you know, the sixth course that I have in mind. And what do we say? We said, time out. Hold on. You're not going to invest more dollars in building courses if courses one through five are not selling right? We want to do the right thing here. You shouldn't be developing courses, trying to see what's going to sell. Let's understand why one through five aren't selling, what we could do to sell them, right? And what ended up happening? Tell me if you've heard this before. We had him do a prospective client testimonial. We have a testimonial from him as a, a, a video testimonial for him, a prospective client testimonial. And literally the testimonial is all about these guys at VP Legacies, they listen to us. They listen to our pain points. They're not trying to shove solutions down our throat. They really want to understand what's happening in our world. And although we're not a client yet, I just want to express to all the prospective clients out there on the fence why you should work, you know, with VP Legacies. So I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but, you know, it's just, again, going back to the relationship. I can't hammer that enough doing the right thing. That's awesome. I like the idea of doing the prospective client uh, testimonial. Like this guy told me no, and he and 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 but I'm but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna pull him up as a testimonial, and you'll see yeah. why. That's really cool. Yeah, that is, that's a that's a uh, solid solid play there. Uh, seriously, yeah. <laughs> that's a pro move right there, man. You can't do that as an amateur, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, actor, how? Uh, what are what are some of the folks that you know you consider to be really good strategic partners for you? You know who who's having similar conversations with the same types of clients that you want to be working with? Sure, absolutely, great question. Um, you know, I, I got to give them a call, a, a shout out here. Um, you know, just because this kind of goes right to this question of building relationships, asking for referrals, and truly wanted to help the other person. So I'm part of a great business-to-business networking group called My Firestorm. <laughs> and within My Firestorm, um, I am part of the Denver Tech uh, Center chapter. And again, again, guys, this goes, and I promise, Phil, I'm going to get to the get to the question. Sure, it's sure. a long-winded question of, again, asking for referrals and building genuine relationships, you know. And um, in uh, My Firestorm group, uh, David Curitar, uh, you know, he's with uh, B2B CFO. Um, and, uh, you know, fractional CFO in addition to other, so that's, you know, one great partner um, are fractional CFOs, CEOs, COOs, leaders of an organization that's, that we need to see or that see areas that need to be changed. Um, and again, you know, that's another big part of our strategies, building long-term relationships, networking. Um, and David and I, along with all the other DTC members, uh, I've been building a relationship with. And, you know, after learning a little bit more about our business and some of the pain points that we solve, you know, one of his clients, uh, irrigation client down in the Colorado Springs, Sprinklers Inc., they want to build their own internal university for training. And they expressed that to David. And David's like, wait a second, you know, I've been building this relationship with VP Legacies. You know, I want to make an introduction to you guys. And, 
he introduced us and within a month we started working with each other. So guys, relationships are super important, right? You know, and also not just, you know, asking for that referral or that introduction, but also doing the same thing for David as well. What can I do to help you? How can I help you as well? So kind of going with that, you know, uh, great partners, uh, again, the fractional C levels are wonderful because they kind of see what's happening um, mm -hmm. in the industry as well. Um, also, um, you're, this is kind of in the same realm as well, but your, your business coaches, uh, you know, your, your individuals, again, that are, you know, helping an entrepreneur or an owner or a co-founder, you know, elevate, take things to the next world as well. Um, that's also another wonderful partner for us. Anybody kind of in that coaching realm, right? People that may be, you know, big shout out Dan Levitt, you know, Sandler sales training coach, you know, people that are helping these leaders make those uh, decisions as well. Um, also, another big area, whether it's private equity um, or mergers and acquisitions, uh, that's another big space as well. Because when you talk about mergers and acquisitions in the world of private equity, of bringing companies together, talk about the amount of training uh, that needs to be done, bringing cultures together, bringing people together, um, all those sorts um, of, of challenges that mergers and acquisitions uh, go through and also private equity uh, goes through as well. Mm -hmm. um, so those are kind of some areas uh, that we find ourselves, uh, uh, finds ourselves in um, as well. Nice. Awesome. So do you have <clears throat> like, you know, all these people that, that you're, that you're bringing up uh, one of the, the questions that we'd like to, to kind of ask people is that is, do you have a system in place to kind of, to, that, that you follow to develop and maintain these relationships and nurture these relationships to, excuse me, to ultimately be able to help one another? Great question. Um, the answer is yes. Um, so, you know, for, for past clients, uh, a system that we have for past clients is we want to make sure that we're maintaining that relationship. So we either meet with them quarterly or biannually, uh, you know, pre-COVID world for a beer or, or, or dinner, uh, but now virtually, uh, hopefully, you know, next year we'll go back to beers and food and whatnot. Uh, but we're always, you know, always. So for past clients, we have a strategy there, mm -hmm. making sure that we're keeping that relationship going. And every single time we get together, the first thing that we ask is what's happening in their world? What's new? You know, as we know, markets are changing, things are pivoting, right? You know, uh, after we learn what is new in their world, we ask them, okay, are you looking for a certain introduction? Are there some new companies that you're focusing on, right? Um, and then after we learn that, then we share the updates that are happening in our world, the introductions that we're looking for, and then going to the meeting prepared. I always go to LinkedIn now and I always look at LinkedIn and I see who they're connected to. Now you're gonna see this as a common thing, common theme for the systems that we have in place. Uh, LinkedIn is super key for us. So the first thing that we do when we go to their LinkedIn page, we, you scroll to the bottom and there's a little section called the recommendations, right? How many of us here, you know, whenever we ask for a LinkedIn uh, connection or LinkedIn uh, introduction, uh, the person may not know that LinkedIn connection because we're connected to so many people, right? You know, so who are connections that people definitely know? Recommendations, because they've given them the recommendation or they've given a recommendation. So our first phase is look at who they've been look who they've been recommended by and what recommendations they have given, and then that second phase is we use the filtration system based on our company size, the titles that we're looking for to see who else they're connected as well, and we present them a list and we showcase, hey, you know, here are the individuals 
only if you're comfortable that we love to be introduced to, um, you know, and have that conversation with them. So that's our system for past clients. For existing clients, do amazing work. The first thing is, is doing incredible work. Uh, but work, this may sound a little selfish, uh, but at the end, it's, it's for their, obviously for the client's gain as well, is we want to make sure each project that we do is at the end of it, there's a killer case study. Like they can write a killer case study about us. So doing amazing work to the point where we can write a home run case study about us. Um, and then it's situational, but either in the middle of the project or at the end of the project is when we typically ask for referrals. And very similar, as you'll hear from you know, my, my past example, is we ask them what referrals are they looking for? Uh, of course, if they want to go through our LinkedIn too, I forgot to mention that last, if they want to go through our LinkedIn too, we're more than happy to make introductions via LinkedIn. We do our homework. We looked at their recommendations, uh, LinkedIn connections, and their you know, LinkedIn connections as a whole, presented the list, see who they're comfortable introducing us to. Um, same thing with referral partners. That's a system there that we do is, you know, whether it's situational, some referral partners I meet once uh, once every two weeks, some once a month, some once a quarter, it just depends on the referral partner. Um, always learning what's new in their world, sharing what's new in our world, learning what introductions they're looking for, uh, sharing what introductions we're looking for, and then sharing the LinkedIn list that we have found, seeing if they're comfortable making those introductions. And that goes guys with, uh, you know, people that are not partners, people that are not past clients or current clients, just people that I meet with in, in general. I always on my activity in my CRM, if I'm meeting with Phil on Thursday, on Wednesday, I have an activity that says, look at Phil's LinkedIn profile. So when I get there on Thursday, even though I'm just meeting Phil right now, right? I'm prepared just in case the LinkedIn conversation happens. And many times it does. And I can share the connections that I have found. And again, I'm all about giving, right? So, you know, whether if it's in that first meeting or scheduling the second meeting, hey, Phil, why don't we schedule another meeting, right? Where we could look at each other's LinkedIn connections and I can introduce you to people that you're looking to be introduced to as well. I'm here to help. I'm here to generate conversations for you too, to help people with the pains that they're going through as well. So I really utilize LinkedIn as a huge tool. Very cool. <clears throat> you just gave me an idea, actually. Uh, have you ever, and tell me if you've done this, because it seems like something that that just after this conversation that, that you, you may have tried. Um, you ever go in with a list of your connections that you think may be beneficial to the person that you're meeting with right off the bat? That's a, that is a great idea. That I, I haven't done that before. That's a great idea to try uh, because, again, all about helping and giving. And, right. you know, many times, at least what I do on the call is the, the, the two things I do at the very least is say, hey, do you want, let's set up another time, you know, so you could go through my LinkedIn so I can make some introductions for you. Um, or if we have some time um, at the end of the call, because, you know, I only schedule typically 30 minutes, you know, sliver of time for an introductory call. Sometimes I share the screen. And I'm like, hey, let's let's jump into the, the, the filters and let's see who you're looking for, see who I'm connected to. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. And I think, um, that more people should do that, you know, come to the table with, with something to, to offer and, and think through, um, you know, you'd mentioned the disc profile earlier on in the conversation and, and, you know, for, um, one of the advantages of any of those personality profiles is, you know, not only understanding how you are and how your personality is, but being able to identify the other person on the fly and change your, 
communication style to match theirs because especially when you're you know we're in a in a role where we're the service provider we're the business owner we're trying to get something done you know it's incumbent upon us to match the other person in in their style tone tempo whatever um, and so if you take that same idea and you say okay I know I'm a high I but I'm talking to Ian who you know is a little bit more of a D you know um, and he's he's got you know no I, offense I know, taken. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, try and match that, uh, that temperament and, you know, you know, kind of temper my eye a little bit. Um, cause I, I'm also a super high eye Hector, if you didn't already know that. Um, but the, uh, uh, so if you take that approach with the, you know, the LinkedIn, um, connections and you say, okay, how I know what I'm looking for and what I'm going to ask this person for on this, on this call. But if I look at into their business and kind of um, I'm I'm a student of business and I, I'm sort of a jack of all trades and I understand a little bit about all these different industries and businesses, I can sort of anticipate what type of connection they may be looking for. And I can, you know, come to the table with, a, you know, an educated guess about, hey, these five people are probably going to be a really, you know, beneficial connection for, for this person. So mm -hmm. I love that idea. And I love that, um, you know, we all say, you know, uh, give first and and have this giver mindset and come to the table with stuff. Um, but a lot of times I think people, they say that and they're they're willing to help, but they don't go the extra mile of actually mm -hmm. like putting in the, you know, the homework and the effort ahead yeah. of time to, to bring stuff to the table. So I think, Ian, that's a great idea. And I think, uh, you know, all of us should, should do yeah. a better job of coming to the yeah. table and stuff. You know, because and it's interesting, and I'm and I mean, for like, I always go whenever I go into a meeting. You know, I I always just I I kind of think back to the people that I know, right? And and I yeah. and I know a lot of people, and so I can say, oh, do you know this person? This person, I can make these ten introductions, and then I write them down, and then I go do them, right? But uh, mm -hmm. so for me on the disc, I'm a very high D, very high I, right? So I like to be liked, but I would rather be direct. And, uh, and so, and, and really folk and really get to the point. Right. And so, you know, there's often times though, when, you know, like to, I mean, to, to just to that point that, you know, we go into a conversation and we're like, well, I know that I'm, I, I know I'm going to watch where the conversation goes. And I'm also, by the way, a really low S really low C. So I have no respect for rules or security. Right. <laughs> Apparently. And, uh, <laughs> Um, and so I've been, uh, the person that actually administered my disc profile told me that I'm, that I share the personality profile of some of the most dangerous cult leaders in history, which <laughs> made me feel fantastic. Right. <laughs> nice. But, um, oh, but, but you know, great. like I go in and I'm, and, but I, I'll tell, and you know, cause you get people and they'll say, Hey, do you know this person, this person, this person? And, you know, Hector, to your point, you, you know, like, I mean, I have 5,500 connections on LinkedIn, right? Because I've run marketing campaigns through there, I've done all these things, and we have to start acknowledging the fact that that's just the reality, right? That uh, and I love your idea of going to the recommendations. I wrote it down, uh, you know, as, as something that I need to start doing too. But you know, if we can actually start going into meetings and saying, "Listen, I know that you're wondering how I can help you, and I want to help you. Here's the here, you know, here's a list of people that I can help you with." <clears throat> right. And uh, that I can make introductions to, you know, I mean, it seems like, you know, it's a good way to, to, to be direct and be liked, right. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, right? ex exactly. And, you know, one thing, yeah, and I'll also mention this as well, th this is just, 
you know, if, if you want to do this as well. I, I personally, so guys, I can't tell you how much I have fallen in love with LinkedIn over the last several months and really utilizing this strategy. So in addition to that, Ian and Phil, another thing that you could do out there, uh, everybody listening, I, I do this. It, it, you don't have to, uh, but again, this just kind of goes to that giving. Like, I, I just want to show people that I'm not here trying to, you know, milk as much as I can out of you. That's not how I do business. I care about you and I want to help you. So going to your point as well, Ian, yeah, you know, thousands of connections. That's where we're going. I myself, you know, have several thousand as well. You know, so what I, what I do as well is I look at individuals that I meet with and I'm like, hey, listen, you know, if the people that you want to be connected to on LinkedIn are people that I don't know. Cause there's many people that we just haven't mm -hmm. met. We're first connections. The reason why LinkedIn exists is to build professional connections. So right. this is what I tell everybody. I take your introduction paragraph and I have a script and what the script basically says is, Hey, you know, like, let's say Ian, you come to me and you want to be introduced, you know, to Jeff. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know Jeff. Right. I have, Hey, I make introductions via LinkedIn and I say, hey, Jeff, I know that we haven't had a chance to meet in person yet, but something brought us together, maybe a post or an engagement on LinkedIn and we're first connections. After reviewing your profile and knowing my buddy, Ian, I really yep. think it would be mutual beneficial to introduce you to one another. Here's a little bit about Ian. That has about a 50% response rate. So people yeah. out there listening to this, you know, if you want to go that extra mile and, and even help more, I, I do that. It's it's totally, you know, if, if you don't want to mm -hmm. do that, if you're not comfortable, that's okay. But that's just where I'm at. If I can yeah. help you, by golly, um, I'm going to definitely do it. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, I'll make that offer, right? Because I get emails. Hey, do you know this person? You know, I see that you're connected on LinkedIn. Do you actually know them? I say no, but, you know, I mean, I can give you, I'll, I'm happy to make an introduction. And so many people are so reluctant to take that introduction, right? I mean, because, yeah. you know, I mean, it doesn't make, and that I guess that doesn't make sense to me because it's still, a connection point, right? It's still, yeah. I mean, it's a, it, it's a way to, Hey, listen, I'm, you know, like you, I mean, Hector, you put it perfectly. Something brought us together, right? There's a reason yeah. that we're connected somewhere, somehow, whatever. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, we can, we, and so why not take advantage of that? And so, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I, I think it's a great, I think it's, I think it's a great thing. Thank you. And yeah, guys, I, I mean, it, it's wonderful. That's why, you know, I just think now as we're continuously kind of more going more into that digital age as, you know, as we're, I mean, I've talked to several human resource uh, leaders as well, human resources leaders as well. And they're saying like LinkedIn is going to be the new resume, right? Like mm -hmm. the traditional resume we have now is going to be secondary in a few years sure. is, is what they're predicting, right? Um, so not saying it's going to be obsolete, but people are going to be going to your LinkedIn. So, you know, I mean, if I can, if we could keep helping and connecting each other um, on LinkedIn, I mean, it's just a powerful tool to build professional connections. Absolutely. Definitely. So if you could go back and give yourself some advice, uh, you know, and uh, say, say advice when you were starting VP Legacies to expedite the process, you know, make, make life easier, connect with people, uh, you know, more efficiently and deeper, you know, what would you, what would you tell yourself and, and also, you know, other folks that are listening that are maybe in a similar stage? Great question, Phil. Happy that you asked. Um, so a few things. Uh, first, when I look back, you know, this kind of goes to our earlier conversation, gentlemen, uh, head trash. You know, Hector, 
asking for referrals is okay because you're not asking just for a transaction. That's not your priority. Your priority is understanding their pains and seeing if you can help. So helping myself with that head trash. Uh, second is getting more focused. Uh, you know, I think, and I won't be surprised if, if many entrepreneurs experience, experience, this, experience this early on in their career where they're trying to be all for all because they're excited, right? They want to help people, you know, and that lack of focus you know, just it, it ends up hurting them. And, and I and I feel like I didn't talk to as many people or I didn't talk to as many of the quote unquote right people because I wasn't super focused. It's kind of like that, you know, counterintuitive, you know, statement of you focus on a thousand doors, none will open. But if you focus on one door, a thousand will open, right? You know, it's really interesting how that works. So getting more focused, Right. Uh, the third thing um, I would also uh, th that I would also tell myself is I really wasn't using LinkedIn back then, you know, and I really wish I was, you know, I know it was newer and whatnot, but still six years ago, LinkedIn was still here. It was still, you know, it was, it was big still, you know, so I really wish I utilized that tool more. Um, and the last thing I'll say as well, and this is just, you know, it was hard for me to make this decision, Ian and Phil, because I love talking to people and I love hearing people's stories. Um, I always have ever since I was a kid, but a hard decision that I made for me personally, because my love for people, but it's helped me develop more relationships. It is bringing those initial meetings from 60 minutes down to 30 minutes, condensing those meeting times and really shooting for quality over quantity, which goes to that last point is having that clear agenda. Sometimes we meet with people, you know, how many times have we met with somebody um, and at the end of that meeting, we're, we scratch our head and we're like, what, what was that meeting about? What did we just talk about? I kind of forgot, right? That it's was okay. an hour. <laughs> yeah, that was an hour, right? You know, it's, that's why I like kind of having an agenda, which is like kind of like guidelines, right? It's not like we have to go this by the book, but kind of more guidelines agenda. Hey, Ian, Phil, you know, we got 30 minutes. I want to make sure that we utilize these 30 minutes to our best of our ability. It's a great use of your time, our time. This is what I, you know, had thought of covering during this meeting, learning a little bit more about your company, sharing more about my company, hearing what introductions you may be looking for, um, and sharing what introductions I'm typically looking for, and then scheduling a follow-up meeting only if it makes sense to continue the discussion. Does that make sense for the next 30 minutes? You know, so by doing those five things, you know, or if I could rewind back, if I could do those five things, oh man, you know, I feel like I would be in a different spot. But hey, guess what? You learn through experiences. Right. We all yeah. learn through these experiences. So if I didn't, you know, go through those experiences, I couldn't say what I'm saying now. So, you know, I'm happy that I know those now. And I'm just excited to, you know, look back, you know, five, six years down the road and say, you know, hey, you know, I'll age myself. I'm 29. So I can't wait till I'm 34, 35 to look back and say, wow, I like, look how much I learned, like from, you know, these over the last four to five years. So I'm always excited to learn more and seeing how I grow and develop in the future. I love it. I love it. And the fact that you're 11 years younger than me and already know more than I probably will in five years is, uh, <laughs> is, is particularly impressive no, as well. No, that's, <laughs> no, no, no I that's awesome, man. No, I love it. I think, I think it's great. I mean, those, those, those are, those are some good lessons to take away from. And that, uh, that sounds like a Dan Levitt, uh, meeting introduction, uh, there. This, oh yeah. yeah right? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I, hey, I'll openly admit, I love it. I am Sandler trained. I love, I love Sandler it. so much. Yeah. I love it. That's great, man. Very cool. Very cool. So what? Uh, where where can people find you if they want to uh, look you up and hear about your business and all that fun stuff? 
I appreciate you asking, Phil. So guys, um, you know, there's a few things that we do. We really believe, again, in providing a lot of educational materials. So one thing that you could do is I go to Instagram. Our handle is at VP Legacies. Follow us there. Every single week, uh, we go live and we share a tip, an educational tip about micro learning and online learning as a whole. So, you know, in addition to engaging with us, come there and learn, feel free. And it's a micro uh, live video as well. So they're only, they don't go no more than 10 minutes. They're typically between, uh, you know, three and five, if you will. So that's one place, uh, Instagram. Another place is LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to uh, follow us on LinkedIn, uh, VP Legacies, and then also, you know, my personal LinkedIn, Hector Samudis. Also, uh, shout out to my business partner, co-founder, Johnny Havy, following him on, him on his LinkedIn because we're always publishing, you know, weekly, two or three times a week, educational posts about online learning as well. And third, another place where you can go is, of course, to our website. At the bottom of our website, uh, sign up. It's not a newsletter. Letter. It is our weekly email microlearning where we send a video that is a microlearning about Microlearning, helping you with online learning, what you could do to take, uh, whether if it's your training, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a company that wants to create a certificate program, whatever the case may be, um, and you want to learn a little bit more about that world. So Instagram, at VP Legacies, LinkedIn, the VP Legacies page, also Johnny Havy, Hector Smoothis, our page. Uh, feel free to connect with us. We'll connect back with you, share some referrals and introductions, see what I did there, team. Uh, and then last but not least is uh, going uh, and signing up for our micro uh, learning that we send out uh, weekly. Nice. Awesome, man. Beautiful. Well, this was good. I uh, I appreciate your time and having you on. And it's uh, I think we got some good uh, some good nuggets out of this one. Yeah, it was like a great it. conversation. Yeah, Ian, Philip, I, I appreciate it, guys. I love what you're doing. Um, and, and I really think, you know, even now with kind of with COVID um, and how, you know, let, let's pretend, you know, it's next summer or fall or whatever, whenever it is and everything is quote unquote back to as normal as possible. I just feel like the, the remote is really going to stick and it's going to be significant. So I think this conversation of relationships and developing meaningful relationships. How do you continue that in a virtual world? Um, it's super key and super important because at the end of the day, I mean, we could do cold outreaches. We've done, you know, from cold calls, we've done the cold calls, we've done the cold emails and hey, have some, uh, have some opportunities arisen from that? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we've actually had a couple of LinkedIn campaigns that, you know, uh, we got a couple of clients out of over the last uh, two to three months. We have these beautiful relationships, uh, you know, however, man, those those relationships that we all currently have and that we're cultivating, super important. So I love what you guys are doing. Thank you for taking time and, and developing episodes and everybody that's, uh, you know, pushing this project forward. Awesome. awesome. Thank man. you. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> we are looking forward to launch. That's for sure. Yeah. Woo! Cool. Love All it. right. Well, you guys have a great uh, rest of the week and we'll uh, see you on the next one. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers.